everyone. We are so, so excited to bring you a very special, incredibly rare, never heard before, live podcast recording. Woo! It's so exciting. We were at the Witches Confluence in San Francisco, organized by Casey Zavala. It was so amazing to meet all the beautiful, interesting, sensational genius witches out there. And yeah, for everyone who like said hello to us and introduced themselves, it was very meaningful for me personally to get to speak with you and talk with you because sometimes in internet world, it can often feel like you're yelling into the void and to really get to meet a lot of you listeners. It was just really heartwarming for me. So I just want to thank all of you folks who came and said hello and to everyone who participated. It was just a really beautiful day. It really was. It felt so good to see everyone out there and to connect some faces to our listeners. And I know that a lot of you couldn't make it, don't live in San Francisco or don't live um, close enough by to come meet us in person, which we would love to do with all of you. So we wanted to give you this this offering, which is a little bit of the experience of being there at the Witches Confluence. Amanda and I were thinking a lot about how to derive healing from the year of the Empress and create a bridge going into next year, which is the Emperor. So we were thinking a lot about those archetypes. And we also obviously were thinking about tarot and we were thinking about magic. So we came up with our keynote address, which was reclaiming your heart, tarot magic to dissolve the patriarch within. Yeah, so the idea was basically that patriarchy enforces its agenda through punishment and coercion. But in order to survive, we often feel like we have to shut down our hearts in order to protect ourselves. But it's only by reclaiming our heart, that sacred territory of love and intuition, that we can find a way to break the spell of patriarchy and create a joyful, interdependent world for all beings. So basically what we're thinking is that tarot is a system of divination that evolved within the patriarchal system, as we have discussed multiple times. But just as the seeds of healing can be found even in our patriarchal culture, they can also be found within the tarot. So we did this live recording of the workshop to help you heal your heart, reclaim the territory of tenderness, and find new tools to thrive right now using the pleasure magic of witchcraft. So gentle listener, what you're going to hear is an excerpt from our workshop. You're going to hear the keynote address and what you're listening to is myself, Sarah, embodying the empress and Amanda is embodying the emperor. And we begin by a dialogue and then we each give a talk about our interpretations and our revisioning of each archetype. 
Yeah, so it begins in poetry and then it 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 gathers dust and it gathers sparkles and it gathers all sorts of goodness and knowledge to build into these talks that it ultimately ends with. And I think you're really going to like it. I, I, I got so much out of it. It was really interesting to go into those archetypes and really see them kind of from the inside. So it's a little bit different than what we normally do. And we think that you're going to like breaking with the mold because y'all are witches and that's what you do. We invite you to begin with a little meditation. If you feel like closing your eyes, please do so. You don't have to. This has been busy. So much energy, a lot of things. Let's just start by listening to the sounds that we hear. When you're listening, you're not talking. Gives you a moment to tune into your environment. So just listening without judgment. Listening as far out as you can go. See if you can hear the ocean from here. See if you can hear the other side of the bay. And draw slowly inward your listening and your attention. You're listening to the park. And you're bringing with you your full spirit back to yourself. Bring your full spirit into the room and listen to the sounds in the room and the sound of the breath of the people around you. Feel the air on your skin. Feel the temperature of the room. Feel the ground beneath you connect to the earth. It's so salty and briny here. The roots of the trees and the tectonic plates and the fossils. Feel them, see them all beneath you. Let yourself taste the grit and the gravel and the sand beneath you. Feel it rising up through your feet, through your seat. Feel the air around you and the sky above you reaching all the way out to the stars and the burning sun and the moon. Feel the fire, the light of the sun, the electricity flowing through the walls, the light of the candle flames. Feel it come to you. It's a part of you. Feel it raising you. Feel it giving to you. Let yourself love it back. Feel the water through the pipes in your blood, in the bay, in the ocean. Let it surround you and feel the spirit of everyone in this room. We're all here together, creating this together. Tune into your own heart. If you want, you can place your hands on your heart. We begin, we begin today as embodiments of archetypes. We share their wisdom. We share their heart. We share their vulnerability. We speak in their voice.
I am the Empress. In my truest form, I am love. I am compassion. I am generation. I am the creator of the tall reeds, the ancient redwoods, waterfalls that capture rainbows, the rivers that flow from glaciers to ocean. I am copper. I am gold. I am velvet. I am cherries. I am the third brightest cosmic body in the sky. You hear me when birds sing beauty. I am both seed and fruit. I am mold and decay. I am rest, renewal. I teach you about seasons and cycles. What I honor and what I value are simple to understand, but difficult for many to connect to. Why have you humans made loving one another so hard? Why have you humans made gorgeousness and joy, art and nature, pleasure and sex, giving and receiving, connection and intimacy, desire and passion, creative expression and collaboration, mutuality and collectivity so fucking difficult. <laughs> Why do you keep it so out of reach when it lives so freely within you and around you? I am still here though. I exist so solidly. To embody me is to take up space in the realm of nurturing. To welcome me is to welcome all the abundance you naturally possess. To invite me inside is to invite in emotions, invite in the pleasure of caretaking, to embrace the messiness of loving. I am the sacred art of being alive. I am the emperor. In my truest form, I am a steward of the earth. I am partner, elder, guardian. In my truest form, I am a lover, and nature is my consort. I will do anything to protect her, anything to see her flourish and bloom. To defend her, I will bare my chest and walk into the knives. Nature walks and I see her. She sings and I hear her. She dances and I dance with her. 
I write her hymns. I build her homes. I devise systems for her thriving. My love comes in many forms. I am the defender of the vulnerable. Hear me howl in the wolf leading his brothers through the snow. Feel me in the antlers of the stag rising through the leaves, calling you to find your own power. Through the San Pedro I speak. I teach you to recognize your own wisdom and become the elder your community needs. As the oak tree, I call you to your greatest purpose in this life. My guidance helps you find your place and work in service of your world. In my truest form, I am wise. I, the emperor, listen to the world around me and attend to her needs. I carry children. I build hospitals. Intelligence is my tool. I lead by example. If my people are hungry, I am hungry. If my people need rest, I stand guard to protect them. If there is suffering, I find solutions to that suffering. My power supports, sustains, creates peace and justice. I am the pervading source of strength and order. If too much of my power is concentrated in the hands of a few, I become corrupted. My power must be distributed through the ecosystems of your culture. To rebalance me, you must each take up your wands. You must sit upon your own thrones. You must recognize the power you hold within you and rise up to share it with the world. I am the Empress. My fears are many. I'm afraid that you won't love me if I take up space. I am the emperor. My fears are many. I fear losing control and that I will not be able to access the resources that I need. I am afraid that I'll only know giving until my heart gives out from it and never receiving. I fear that I'm never enough, never I powerful enough, never strong enough, never enough to earn your love. I fear that everyone is only just taking me for granted. I fear being humiliated, disrespected, and dishonored. I fear that I'll never know who I truly am because my identity relies on your love and attention alone. I fear being misunderstood, that no one will know how much I love them. I fear that because my soft and compassionate power is not honored, I am invisible. I fear being betrayed by those I love and that my anger will make me bloodthirsty. 
I fear that humans will destroy themselves, all living things, and the only home they've got. I fear failing the people who need me. I am the Empress, and I find healing. I find healing when you witness my vulnerability. I am the Emperor, and I find healing. I find healing when you create systems of support so that everyone's needs get met and everyone shares responsibility. I find healing when you do not misinterpret my kindness for weakness. I find healing when you create systems of justice based on forgiveness, redemption, and restoration. I find healing when you worship, adore, and listen to me. I find healing when you risk being gentle and forgiving with yourself when you listen through your heart. I find healing when, I've given, when I am given permission to rest. I find healing when my power is not concentrated in the hands of the few. I find healing when you prioritize heart-centered desire. I find healing when communities work towards the common good of all beings in the biosphere and the biosphere herself. I find healing when you take care of me. I find healing when you remember how powerful you are and that you are husband to the world. Okay, everyone, let's just take a little moment. Come back to ourselves. You can open your eyes if you want or you can keep your eyes closed. It's whatever you feel like you need. Check back in with your heart, your body. Take some deep breaths, move some energy around. It's not too late to ask for the love that you need. It isn't too late to find the love you seek. It isn't too late to learn how to express love. It isn't too late to give love to past selves. Your heart is an accurate divination tool. Friends, we're in an empress year, so I've been hanging out with the empress. And those are some of the messages that she's given me. She's got a lot. If you listen, she gets pretty chatty. Those are just some. Don't let not knowing what a wide open heart feels like stop you from trying to learn what it can feel like. Humans are adaptive. We're able to learn new languages and skills and behaviors and processes. We can learn by trying and we can learn by doing. We learn best in a place that is not punishing, in a place that is open, in a place of space and a place of time. The Empress reminds us of all this and more. The evening that Amanda and I sat down to plan out what we were doing. 
right here. Literally within the first 30 minutes of our meeting, talking about heart healing, dissolving the wounds of the patriarchy, white supremacy, all of that stuff, I received a summons. A cisgendered, abusive straight white man I barely knew was suing me, is suing me, for an amount of money I don't have. The irony wasn't lost on me, right? Within this world we're in, within this white supremacist patriarchy, all kinds of abuse and violence will literally find the door to your home and knock on it. At any given moment, everyone here in this room are forced to deal with this oppression. All of us here in this room are dealing every day with various parts of the spectrum of this toxicity. But that doesn't mean that we need to follow suit and punish ourselves. There is so much love all around us. There have always been, since the beginning of time, open-hearted people imagining new futures from their moment. There are open-hearted people imagining new futures and creating new futures in this present moment. This moment right here is an example of this. Look around. You can keep looking while I try to get to the next page. Even within heartbreak, tragic times, more and more of us are reconnecting with our heart, our joy, our pleasure, the sacredness of life. The collective intelligence of the heart is strong. Our collective hearts continue to wake up. We are understanding more and more that to love something is to want to protect it, to nourish it, to save it, to share it, not extract it. We know that love in all forms and the intuition of the heart offer us a way to live on after our bodies are no longer. Within this heartbreaking world, cultivating Heart intelligence and intuition is a necessity. We must allow ourselves to listen to our hearts, to enjoy, and to have gratitude for all the wonder we are privileged to experience on a daily basis. I want to speak for a moment about this idea of mutuality and expansiveness that the Empress asks us to embody. The patriarchy is limited. Love is unlimited. The patriarchy is a tightly turned rusty faucet. We get drips and drops dependent on certain archaic rules. However, our hearts are oceanic. Our hearts sink up when we are all together. 
The patriarchy tells us that love is conditional based on how well you perform, based on how perfect you are. The patriarchy tells us that love is the opposite of fear, or sometimes people say it's the opposite of indifference or abandonment or something else. But we all know that love can be unconditional. And we know that to love the parts of ourselves that are abandoned, shattered, scared, afraid, is to acknowledge our imperfect beingness and to return ourselves back to ourselves. Even in this attachment to the binary, we're told that we must, in quotes, let go or get rid of emotions or parts of ourselves that are difficult, like hate or anger or fear. Judging certain emotional experiences or parts of ourselves is only going to separate us further. The Empress, the Empress embodies the abundance that all of us naturally have because all of us are nature and nature is abundant. Allowing ourselves to be generous with ourselves is important. The Empress asks us to increase our holding capabilities, to increase our receiving abilities, to hold all the parts of ourselves that we are afraid of, that we use to isolate and separate ourselves with compassion, that holding and attention, that compassion and awareness practice over time begins to dissolve our own separations. I've been working a lot on receiving this year. That's sort of a less, one of the many lessons of the Empress. And I just wanted to share that um, one of the first things that has been happening for me physically or psychically when I really am truly receiving, like when someone does something for me or says something nice to me, and they really mean it, right? Because I can tell when people are bullshitting me. When they're really, truly giving me something, I, my first connection is with grief. I, I get sad. I, it's hard for me to connect with that joy. And, and what that grief kind of is about for me is like all of the time I didn't let myself. Or when I start to begin to really connect with receiving, my body, it's almost too intense. And I'm letting myself grieve. My, a friend today gave me a compliment. I just started crying. And I'm like, I know this isn't normal. Like, I know this isn't like the response. Your compliment was great. Just need to be here for a moment. Thank you for helping me heal. So I just want to speak to that. I want to speak to how healing isn't always, um, healing is a painful process sometimes. And I know intuitively that after I sort of surf the waves of this grief, then I can really get underneath into the real receiving, right? So that's what I want to say too with these practices is, um, doesn't always look the way we think it's going to look, but it's all really important, you know? We all have our own unique power, our own unique gifts, our own unique perspectives that we can call upon to resist and to work against this abuse and the white supremacist patriarchy. As Audre Lorde said, the master's tools will not dismantle the master's house. The tools of whiteness is setting no one free. 
The tools of supremacy, domination, control, etc., will not give us pleasure, connection, or love. So let's stop using these tools on one another. Let's stop enacting these harms upon ourselves, upon our own hearts. The expansiveness and the complexities that the Empress holds mirrors the seasons. So you can ask yourself, what season are you in right now? Like me, it could be a grief season. I'm like a mixed bag, right? I'm like, little bit of receiving, little bit of grief, little bit of fun, little bit of exhaustion. You know, yours might be the same, I don't know. But you can ask yourself, like, what season am I in? Am I in a forgiveness season, a resting season, a creating or dreaming season? All of them are beautiful. They all follow the other. They're not separate. They're part of a greater evolution of your spirit. So tune into your own season and soften into that embodiment. When you listen, your heart will tell you. Your heart is an accurate divination tool. The Empress teaches us about generosity, about holding multiple identities, spaces, feelings, thoughts. I often think of the Empress archetype as the queen of all the queens, right? In the tarot, we have four. So within this Empress is all the elements represented by all the elements. The Empress has access to these, and so do you. When you feel scared or sad or confused, you can ask yourself, what element do I need to draw on? Is it the fluidity and movement of water? Is it the grounded roots of earth, the expansiveness of air, the passion of fire? Maybe it's all of them. All of the elements come together within the Empress to shape their vision. If we don't have a vision, we can't know where we're going. If we don't have a vision, we can't understand our motivations and we can't stay motivated. Our heart needs to connect with the vision of our soul. One of the definitions of vision is a thing of extraordinary beauty. So what does that mean for you, gentle listeners? What is extraordinarily beautiful to you right now? What is your heart aching for right now? Name what is extraordinary and what is beautiful. Cultivate this in your daily life. Embody what those things are. Practice resilience. Practice being in each moment, each complicated, messy, magical moment. Trust your own beauty. In doing so, we can receive ourselves and reclaim our sovereign hearts. So thank you, Spirit of the Empress. Um, just for a moment, just take one little second to reconnect with your heart. That's a tool that we really wanted to leave you with today. So I'm going to talk about the Emperor. And you might just need to be a little heart-centered to hear about that. So just feel your way in. How many, I'm going to talk about um, some, some daddy issues. How many of you have a father wound? 
Okay, so I'm not alone. I feel less alone now. Thank you. <laughs> so, okay, so recently, for the first time in almost two years, I visited my father. And we went to the giant Sequoia National Park, and he used to take me there all the time when I was a kid, and it was just like it was when I was a kid, because the whole time he was full of anxiety. We went the wrong way on the trail, and he literally had to tell everyone we met, we went the wrong way on the trail, and and that we did the trail backwards. And he literally told every, everybody we met that, and he was obsessed. And even though he acts really tough, he lives in constant fear of doing something wrong. He was so upset on this trail that he couldn't listen to the trees soaring thousands of feet into the air as they had since before the Roman Empire rose and fell, those ancient pillars, those healers, he couldn't see them, and he was very frustrated with all the people talking, talking in foreign languages, leaving things, like, all of it. And, you know, I often feel like I have to shut myself down around my father. Like, I can't be the full, real Amanda. I feel like he can't accept my queerness. He can't accept my witchness, my weirdness, anything unconventional about me. And so when I'm around him, I often cut myself off from my heart, my true self, because my heart just feels neglected in that space. If my father doesn't hear me, I long ago came to the conclusion that it was too much trouble to make him try. So I just shut down and become like a tasteless, genetically modified tomato for two days while I'm there, and then wake back up again when I leave. And as we walk beneath the trees, I thought of something a friend of mine told me, and she's a Unitarian minister whose father was abusive and violent and angry. And one day, while she was out in the woods, like me, out in the woods there with my dad, she had an epiphany. And she heard the voice of Sarnanos, the witch's wild god of nature, also known as Pan or Dionysus, the horned god, the holly king, the oak king, the green man of the wood. Sarnanos came to her and said, Why do you keep begging for the love of that man? That's not your father. I'm your father. And all around me, when I was back there in those woods, as my father and I walked, these ancient redwoods, 2,000 feet tall, some of the oldest living creatures on this earth stood listening to me, hearing me, seeing me. And these trees are truly our elders. They are our ancient fathers. They provide 
a stable ecosystem for all the animals, plants, trees, the soil of that forest. And in that moment, I decided to let those trees father me. The giant sequoia thrive in fire. They're the largest living beings on earth. And they give homes to bats and frogs and beetles and chicories and woodpeckers and bees and butterflies and spiders. Each giant sequoia is its own ecosystem, and they're called the trees of life. Trees teach us to ground, to root ourselves in our world. They give us oxygen. They give us habitat. A lot of our homes are built from them, from their bodies. They give us shade. They give us nourishment. They teach us to support our community, and they are powerful. But they are not dominating. A tree's life is a life of service. And trees, they are the emperors of this earth. They listen to their community and they quietly respond. And the sequoia, they called to me and they said, instead of shutting down when your father says something that hurts you, like you are so fucking weird, why are you getting offended? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> show up for your own heart. Instead of shutting down, listen. Let yourself feel the pain of whatever wounds you. Bear witness to your truth of your experience. And so... I did. I placed my hands on my heart, just we've been asking you to do today, and I let myself feel the hurt and the confusion of when we sat down and he said, whatever you wrote about me in your book, which he hasn't written, is not true. It's like, that hurts. But if I let myself listen to that hurt and the confusion, if I listen to my own heart, my heart will tell me what to do next. It will guide me. It will lead me. And I need that leader. We all need that leader. We all need that emperor. What happens to our world when we don't have that? And so the emperor directed me to tell myself, I love you. I will never leave you. You don't have to wait for anyone's love. I will take care of you. And on the final day of my trip, my father and I sat on his deck under the pines as he smoked his Marlboros and admitted to me that what he really wanted was for me to accept him. He said I'd never really done that. You can't accept me for who I am, he said. And that's always been that way. And he told me the story of how when he was with his father on his deathbed, he told his father, I have never hated anyone as much as I have hated you, and I have never wanted anyone's love or approval as much as I wanted yours. 
He wanted his father's acceptance, and he never got it, even as his father was dying on his deathbed. The father archetype, the emperor in our culture, is wounded. It is lost. It wants love, but like my father, it sabotages its ability to get that love. Because my father really wants my love and my brother's love, and yet he pushes it away and he wants to control everything. And so he can't access it. He can't access that love. And so the emperor of our culture is always hungry. It's always unsatisfied. It's always grasping. Because the patriarchy, the white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, has a need that can never be filled. There's nothing that can give it enough because... It won't accept it. It sabotages it. It sabotages its ability to get what it really wants. And so my father was never able to get the love that he needed from his father. And he's never been able to give it to himself. And he's wanted to give it to me and my brother. But it comes out as criticisms or insults. And it pushes us away. And now he tells me he can't change his behavior. He's too old. He's in his 70s. It's too much a part of his identity. He's a soldier. And I'm like, but I'm not your soldier. I'm your daughter. He says, I'm old and I'm not going to change. And I want you to love me as I am. We are being called to become the fathers that we need. That's the reality of this situation. We are being called to become the fathers. Many of our human fathers have been lost to patriarchy. They've fallen like soldiers that have littered the battlefields with their blood for thousands of years. We are being called to become these fathers, these elders, these emperors, There's a spiritual ecologist named Bill Plotkin, an elder himself, and he says, true elders guide us by their ability to be guided by the world. I'm going to repeat that. True elders guide us by their ability to be guided by the world, by the needs of the world, by love. And so we are healing the emperor by becoming the emperor ourselves, by remembering that we are the trees. We are the wolves. We are more than just human. We are nature and wildness. We are this planet. We are not just individuals. We are this planet. We must protect ourselves we can together restore the emperor if we let nature, if we let the divinity of our planet guide us by listening to our hearts, just like we've been doing, by you all showing up here, and by listening to the heart of the world, we become emperors in the healthiest sense. When we listen to our own hearts, when we listen to the heart of the world, When we let that listening guide us, that love will lead us 
to power. And that's what the emperor is. And after we gave our talk, we had a ritual, a spell really, that we all cast together that we are not sharing with you for privacy reasons. So that's what we have. We hope that this was interesting to you. And tune in next week when we go into the star. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Stay tuned. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Witches in season three, witches near and far, witches eating sandwiches, there's a witch wherever you are.